Dad the Man, the guy who's living life the right way by loving and leading his family. World class at his craft and admired by many, but more importantly, he sets the tone for what a great man, husband, and father looks like. That's who Dad the Man is. And the truth is, as men, husbands, and fathers, we experience and struggle with so many of the same things. And it's time we recognize that we're all in this together. So drop your ego at the door and join us in the conversation. Welcome to Dad the Man. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dad the Man podcast. My name is Brendan Wall, and I am your host. And today, I am also your guest. And as always, I do have an ask for you. If you are enjoying the show, if you are learning anything at all, or if you have any takeaways today, please do me a huge favor and help me to share the show, whether that is texting or telling a friend or mentioning it to someone at work or sharing us on social media. I cannot thank you enough for your support. So let's dive right in. So today's episode is born from what I've realized is probably the very best marriage advice that I've ever been given. So if you listen to my episode called Thoughts of a Dying Man, this advice that I'm referring to that I'll speak about today came from the man that that episode is about. His name was Tim Tinsley. And in case you did not listen to that episode, I'd recommend going back and checking it out. But Tim married my wife, Leslie, and me. And in our premarital counseling, he gave us this piece of advice. It's really served as a cornerstone of our relationship. So I'm not going to tease it. I'm not going to make you wait until the end. I'm just going to give it to you straight from the jump here, and then I will draw out all the context. I'll unpack it so that you can use this advice in the same way that Leslie and I do. So here's the advice. Don't keep score. Don't keep score. So what does that mean? At a surface level, at face value, this means that you don't get points for taking out the trash, and she does not get points for doing the dishes. You don't get points for helping out with the kids and she doesn't get points for doing the laundry or whatever it is that each of you typically does around the house, whatever. The point is that you don't get points or credits or whatever for these things that we do in our relationships. At the root of Tim's message in don't keep score is rather than keeping score and judging each other, serve your spouse without expectation from the other and turn your heart towards serving each other instead. And I'm so thankful that Tim gave us this advice because it served us tremendously as we've grown in our marriage, as we've added kids to the mix, as we've lived through more life together. It's only served us more and more and more. So let's unpack it a little bit. So when you consider this advice of not keeping score, when you consider it at a fundamental level, if you break it all the way down, you'll see that it's rooted in this idea of being unconditional. It's loving unconditionally, serving unconditionally, giving unconditionally. There is no scoreboard to track your contributions. You just serve and love your spouse unconditionally. That's it. You don't get a damn trophy because you helped clean the house on a Saturday. You help clean the house on a Saturday because it's an opportunity to serve your family. And it's an opportunity to do something that will make your wife happy. And it's a freaking privilege to even have a wife or a family to serve in the first place. You don't get a, quote, free pass to go golfing because you did some laundry and flipped the dishes that day. I mean, get the hell out of here with that. But on that note, if you feel like you even need a free pass to go play golf or to go do whatever it is that your hobby is or or to go take a minute for yourself or whatever, then that may be an indication that you are keeping score. But if you listen to this advice, I promise you'll end up never needing that free pass to begin with. 
And ultimately, this really all comes down to one simple question. And that question is, do you love your wife conditionally or unconditionally? And obviously, this might as well be rhetorical because there's only one right answer, and it's very obvious. So I'll assume you're saying to yourself that you love your wife unconditionally. That's good. So here's what that actually means. Unconditional service and love serves and loves without condition, without condition upon what the other person is doing or contributing at that point in time, without condition upon who did the dishes last or who took out the trash last, without condition upon whatever the expectation of you is, without expectation upon what social norms or expectations may be, without condition upon the precedence that you've set in your relationship so far, without condition upon the argument or disagreement, or difficult conversation that you've just had. Unconditional service and love serves and loves unconditionally, regardless of these things and everything else, period, the end. But the mistake that I've made in the past, and of course I still catch myself making this mistake to this day, and the mistake that I see being made in marriages and relationships all over the place, is that we serve and love in a way that's, at times, it's very much conditional upon other things. We'll say with words that we love each other unconditionally, but then with our actions, we'll say the opposite. So here's a simple, silly little example, right? So let's just say it's it's a it's Thursday, you know, middle end of the week, and you've kind of kept up the dishes that week, right? So you're the one who's done the dishes pretty much every time so far during the week, and it's Thursday night, and the dishes need to be flipped again. But you think to yourself, you, you, you see the dishes piling up and you say, well, I've done enough this week. I've made my contribution. I've, you know, I've already done it a couple days. It's her turn. You know, she can do it, right? Like, that'd be fair. But in this example, you know, your service to the family, the household, your marriage, which in this case is something as silly and small as flipping the dishes, it's been rendered conditional upon your spouse's ability to match your contributions, that is keeping score. That's what it looks like in real life. And you may even hear this and you may think, well, I mean, that's rational. She should make her contribution. You know, that'd be the fair way to do it. You did the dishes a couple of days. She should do it a couple of days, whatever it is. And you may actually be right. Like that might actually work if we were robots, but we're not. We're human beings and we're highly emotional creatures. So the problem is that keeping score like this, it fosters an environment of judgment rather than love. It fosters an environment of each of you feeling the need to earn your love from the other by matching each other's contributions to the household, the relationship, the family, whatever it is. It fosters an environment of what have you done for me lately with no grace and love that is far from unconditional. And in this environment, no good outcomes are, it's not possible. It's a double-edged sword with, with two bad sides. You're either going to do your share and do exactly what's expected and you know, you're not going to do more than that. You're just going to check the box and move on. So you've capped yourself. You've limited yourself. You're, you've limited your willingness to serve your family. You're going to meet that expectation and that's it. And on the other side, if you fall short, you'll be judged by your spouse, assuming that you know she's operating under the same agreements that you are. I mean, you know that phone call, the you forgot to take out the trash phone call. Like, of course you do. We've all gotten that phone call. We've all made that phone call. We know I, You know exactly what I'm talking about. But that's what this is. It's one person's failure to, 
to put their points on the board, and it's the other person letting them know about it. That is keeping score. So when you fall short, and if she's judging you and getting mad, or maybe she falls short and you're getting mad and judging her, if you say it out loud, like you make the phone call that, hey, you forgot to take out the trash, then you know if you get that phone call, you're like, I mean, come on, like cut me some slack here, please. It was a mistake. And if you bite your tongue, if you're the one who's upset and you hold that in, you're going to begin to harbor resentment. So again, it's a double-edged sword with two bad sides. Nobody wins in this environment. Also inherent in this type of environment is that you'll be doing things because you have to. It's an obligation, right? Like, let's be honest. Like, when somebody does something for you and it's obvious they did it because they felt like they had to, not only is there no love in that, but let's be real. Like, that sucks and it's really, really annoying because it makes you feel like you're a burden instead of a beneficiary. And nobody wants to receive a favor from obligation. That's a fact. So as you can see, an environment of keeping score, it fosters judgment, and judgment leads to resentment, and resentment is like a vacuum that sucks out all the good things like trust and grace and appreciation that you actually want in the core of your marriage. So this obviously isn't good, right? Keeping score, no good. Nobody wants to live that way, right? All right, so we don't want to keep score. So what does it actually look like? What does not keeping score look like? Well, it's pretty obvious and we've covered it, but fundamentally, if we go right back, it's this idea of being unconditional. It's loving and serving your spouse unconditionally. It's doing the things in your marriage that in the past you've seen as a burden and doing them with the understanding that it's a blessing to have that opportunity, that opportunity to do something that's going to make your spouse happy. It's proactively looking for ways to lighten her load. It's a complete shift in intention. To not just meet expectations, but to actually be a man and love your wife proactively. And when you come from that angle, and you walk by that sink full of dirty dishes, you see it through a different lens. Less like a burden and more like an opportunity to love your wife, to lighten her load, to make her happy, to love her unconditionally like you vowed you would on your wedding day. I mean, come on. And I'm not talking about grand gestures here. I mean, I'm literally talking about these small, mundane chores around the house. I mean, I'm literally talking about doing the dishes. These these little things that we fight about from time to time, we all do it. They're small, simple things with big, significant outcomes, especially when they're done with the right intentions. Now, I'm not saying that you can't have a general idea of who, you know, who has what responsibilities around the house. Maybe you do take out the trash and maybe she does do the dishes. Like, sure, that's great. That's actually a great way to stay organized. But it's a, it's a shift in perspective. It's a shift in intention. So instead of saying, okay, I'm going to take out the trash and I'm, I'm done. I've done my part. Instead, it's, oh, she would be so happy if I also did the dishes so that she could relax tonight. It's opportunity, not obligation. And the biggest, most critical piece in all of this, the most important element of creating an environment of not keeping score and actually serving each other and actually loving each other is grace. A marriage without grace is like a cake without sugar. It's going to suck. I promise. Grace is doing everything that you can to step up and love her and serve her and lighten her load and all that stuff, all the stuff we've been talking about but then holding absolutely no judgment at all if she doesn't do the same immediately. 
And the reason that that is so important is because, you know, like I said before, we are all humans and we are all emotional and imperfect animals. And that means that me and you, me and you both, we're going to need that grace sometimes too. All right. Nobody bets a thousand. Nobody is at a hundred out of a hundred all the time. There's we're, there's ups and downs. There's ebbs and flows. There's going to be the times when, when we're the ones that, you know, maybe we're working late or we have a, a big presentation coming up or there's a bill that's stressing us out or just mentally and emotionally, we just don't have the capacity to step up at, at, at certain times. And we're going to need that grace from our spouse in that time. And we're going to need to lean on her in those times. And maybe she steps up in those times and, and leads from the front a little bit more. And by the way, that's not an if, that's a when. This is going to happen. So extend her that grace now, sincerely. But extend her that grace that you're going to need yourself later on. And again, that's not an if, it's a when. It's going to happen. At the end of the day, Marriage is not about making sure everyone does their part. Marriage is not about keeping your spouse from getting mad. Marriage is not about meeting expectations. Marriage is not about keeping score. Marriage is about loving and serving each other unconditionally. Marriage is about giving the grace that you know you're going to need yourself. And marriage is about asking what you can do for it rather than what it can do for you. And when both people in the marriage operate in this way, you've got a foundation for amazing things to happen. Now, I know there's somebody listening to this and they're thinking to, the, to themselves like, man, this sounds great. And they're going to ask themselves this very question. Man, how am I going to get my wife bought in on this? This sounds great. And if you're wondering what the answer to that question is, well, then let me tell you. It's by doing it your damn self first. At the very end of every single episode that I have done on this show so far, I say this line, until next time, remember to love and lead from the front. Well, this is exactly what I'm talking about. You step up and lead from the front. You lead by example. You pave the way. You set the tone. You do it first. You do not wait for the other person to do it first. You step up and you lead from the front. That is how you love and lead your family from the front. It's about digging in and hold, leading. That is how you love and lead your family from the front. It's about digging in and leading by example. When you don't feel like it, when you feel like the other person doesn't deserve it, when you're mad, when you're tired, that's what loving and leading from the front means. And if you do this well, if you do it with the right intention, I promise you'll see good things happen in your marriage and you'll never have to earn that quote-unquote free pass to go golfing again. I promise. And yes, I'm telling you that the big secret to a happy marriage can be as simple as doing the dishes without being asked. And if you don't believe me, go try it. All right, that's it. Love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And of course, until next time, remember to love and lead from the front. See ya. See ya.